0: Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey everybody, this is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show and I am here in my home office, Sudbury, Massachusetts. And I am here today with Elizabeth Shawl. And Elizabeth is a marketing strategist and women's empowerment leader. And Elizabeth, I met, we think, we both can't remember exactly when, but <laughs> about a year ago at an AMA Boston marketing mingle. Oh, I miss those in-person events. We, we As you know, I'm president. Those of you who, who know me, I'm president of AMA Boston, and, and love our in-person marketing mingle events once a month. We've had for a couple of years now. We've pivoted, and I love how we've pivoted. We're doing the best we can, and I think it's the next best thing, doing them online. But back to how I met Elizabeth, I met her in person at one of our past marketing mingles. And I'm going to let Elizabeth tell you all about her background. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks for joining me today. Tell my, my viewers and listeners all about yourself.
1: Hi, Bob. Thank you. Thanks for having me today. Uh, thank you to everyone listening. Great to be here. Uh, so, as you said, I am a marketing strategist. I'm also a women's empowerment leader. Uh, I'm based in Boston and I have a background in financial services, e life science, consulting. Um, I've done Marketing big and small, um, more in depth with social media and email, but also have really deep uh, broad foundational expertise in marketing as well.
0: Excellent Elizabeth and and you I think we we stayed in touch through LinkedIn am I am I right uh,
1: Yes, yeah LinkedIn and, and email I would say yeah
0: yep. <laughs> but but what I'm trying to get at is you know I always make clear to listeners viewers, how I, I know who I'm interviewing because it, it's interesting how we, we stay in touch and how I like to emphasize using social media, especially LinkedIn. It's such a good tool to to connect. And, and the whole process was, you know, we meet in person, we network, maybe exchange business cards the old-fashioned way, get to know each other. Then you connect on LinkedIn. Then you, you stay in touch and, and look at us now. We're, we're during the pandemic having a, a, a Zoom call. I just love the whole process. Thank you for staying in touch with me.
1: Absolutely, and thank you for having me. I uh I was really excited for a conversation and I'm glad we can connect today.
0: Awesome. And and I do want to say be, before I forget, this is during the, the the pandemic. We're recording this on May 21, 2020, a, a, a Thursday. A beautiful day outside from from the looks of things. I haven't been outside yet. Got to get outside after this call perhaps. To, to enjoy a little fresh air, but but it's during the pandemic, during the coronavirus crisis, and I just want anybody listening, watching, watching, to know we're thinking of you, wishing you well. Everyone's hunkering down, quarantining, and and doing what we can to to keep ourselves, our loved ones, safe and sound, happy and healthy, and and also keep the business motives uh, running. So on that note, Elizabeth, how? personally and professionally, how are you doing during this pandemic? What what have you been doing? How are you doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great question. Um, so I'm doing well. I, it's definitely been a roller coaster personally and professionally, um, which I think a lot of people can, can feel and can relate to. Um, at the start of this, so March 13th, like many people, I was sent to start working from home. I worked for a large global e-commerce company. I was managing email for one of their brands. And the thought was we'd go home for a couple of weeks. Uh, I was contracting, so I was in a com- contract to perm role. And a couple weeks later, I got a call from my manager and said, I am so sorry. We actually, we've shut down all our stores. We've shut down all our websites as well, which is a little Whoa. unusual for other e-com brands, especially a, a brand of that size. Um and because of that, we actually need to end relationships with all our contractors. So totally caught off guard, you know, prior to that I had been actually in um process of we were going through an internal reorg on the digital team. And so I was going to be taking on a bit more responsibility. I was very excited about it. Um didn't expect it, but I mean who could have expected this? This is obviously completely unprecedented. Um and then a few interesting things happened. So I have I have a a very good friend whose husband is the COO at a company that does virtual events and has a webinar product. So they have a retail solution and they also have a white label solution. And they said, we are, we have so much volume, we can't keep up. Um, we really need help. So I've actually been on the business development team there, um, kind of in an ad hoc basis, but supporting them, you know, speaking with prospects, speaking with potential clients, um, providing him some marketing advisory services. At this point, they're, they're definitely more focused on um, kind of the the sales side, but the marketing side will also need support as well as they expand. So that's, that was just a really lucky opportunity. And I've been, I've been kind of digging more into that.
0: So, so you've pivoted and, and not, you know, coincidentally or, or or not, it, 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 you've pivoted and you're doing uh, something that aligns perfectly well with, with the times. And that is the, the virtual events and, and business development. Are you, Are you involved on camera for these events? Are you mostly using email? How are you conducting
1: business, if you will? Great question. So it's been, um, it's a lot of email, just talking with people, talking with companies all over the world uh, about they're really their event needs I mean some of these some of these companies are global brands some of them are companies that are event management companies where that's really the heart of their business and suddenly now they're not able to do those in-person events so they really need to pivot quickly to a virtual solution Um, it usually starts out by email and then once I kind of know what they're really need or what they look for then we have a a virtual conversation so using the company is called big marker we use the virtual space I show them around the platform I show them the capabilities of what it can do and then ah. um, so it's been you know for me it's it's a huge change I've been doing marketing for nine years I don't necessarily see myself in business development permanently but the just with the times what they are and kind of this opportunity presented itself I, I figured I'd be um crazy not to take it. So that's what I'm doing now. I will say I am definitely, um, I am a marketer at heart. I, you know, my mind always goes in, especially in meetings with prospects or internal meetings, my meeting really goes to thinking like a marketer um, and kind of what the experience is for our prospect or our client. Um, But it's been, it's been a great learning experience and really understanding more in depth, the relationship between marketing and sales. So I don't know that I'll be in sales or business development forever after this, but I think having this, this background and this different perspective is helping me a lot.
0: I I think you, you've pivoted extremely well and, and what you just said, you have such a healthy attitude about it all, you know, either way, you know, say it sticks and this is what you do for a long time. That's obviously a win. If it doesn't, you still are learning new skills making the most of these difficult days and it's sales. And I just get done teaching for Suffolk university, the spring semester, a couple sections of students I taught marketing and I, we talk about sales and I tell them how intertwined sales and marketing is. I mean, marketing is, is, you know, very closely related to sales. And usually I think our goal usually always is, is to sell when we're marketing. So I would imagine it's a great experience. And if you don't mind me asking the, what you said about the tool, the company, so you're using that tool when you talk to potential customers and that's really interesting because you're by communicating with them using the platform, you're in a way demonstrating it and maybe selling it. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And it's um, partially, it's because the tool works really well. The the sound quality is excellent. It's, um, I think it's a robust tool. I would use it anyways, just in conversations with my friends. I actually, um, I taught myself how to use the tool for my virtual birthday party in April. So that was one piece of it. And then you're absolutely right because we are building custom events. It's, I can't bring a prospect into another client's event and say, Hey, go look at what they're doing. So what I try to do when I'm actually on these um, calls with prospects is I will make them an admin and kind of let them see what the back end of the experience looks like. And so they can see all the different features and um, they can enable, you know, the mics or disable or polls or Q and A's or handouts or whatever it is. And just so they can feel a little more comfortable. um, And I just, I basically explained to them at the bare bones, this is the same technology. It's that we're building for your virtual event or your white label webinar platform. We're actually building a beautiful user interface. That is what you will then be able to use, but on from your end, it's going to look exactly almost as it does now with even the same interface. So I like them to see to see that. I think it, it brings some reassurance.
0: Yeah. Again, you know, from a marketing perspective, and this show is all about marketing. You're you're explaining, and we didn't plan it this way, but you're explaining a great strategy for marketers to 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 leverage, and that is using demonstrating marketing a product by by Using it by going through a how to use our product. You demonstrate it. It's, it's hands on. You let your prospects, your your hopefully customers down the road, kick the tires, if you will. And and if you're confident in that product or service, you know it's worth giving them this this trial, if you will. And maybe there's a free trial offer. I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, there is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so then they try it for a little bit, and and you know, bang, bang, boom uh, you got a deal, you got a sale. So I, I think that is a, you know, if I was to encapsulate and I often do this, I try to encapsulate what we're talking about. Great marketing tip. You know, you, you reach out, you have someone like Elizabeth demonstrate the product. The customer likes the product. The customer ends up trying the product for a little while then, then loves the product and then buys the product. Boom.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's what we. And you're, you're right. We actually do have a a free seven day uh, trial, um, which does allow people to get a really clear sense of the platform. And also, they can host they can host many events within that time. So they're not branded, but they are. I mean, they could have a webinar, um, you know, and have ten of their friends or whatever they wanted in that that time. So well, yeah.
0: Well, well, again, this was not planned, but but I I probably am a a prospect, Elizabeth. So. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can talk ex- after this. I can show you about <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> so so wrapping up if you will this segment um I want mm-hmm. to make sure because you mentioned it what's the name of the product and how can people learn more if they wanted to?
1: Yeah, so the the company is called Big Marker. So you can just email me elizabeth.shaw that's s c h a u l at bigmarker.com.
0: There you go. Not not planned at all. Folks, you know, uh, Elizabeth and I again, we only we think Right? Neither of us remember we think it was only once. We remember it, that. Time.
1: Yeah, I think it's been yeah. just one time we met yeah. in person. And it was
0: like a year ago. And I love to introduce new new people to, to my audience. And and I love actually learning more about my guests extemporaneously for the first time, if you know what I mean. So it's fresh, it's real, it it's authentic. And and I'm learning as we go, Elizabeth, all all about you and your background and what you do. So um I'm going to ask another question. Uh, I have a few in mind, and and who knows where we'll go from there. But during this pandemic, I, I have my opinions. I, I, you know, right away did a video in in Copley Square in Boston. Right when the coronavirus crisis first began, if you will, near, near the 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 beginning of the coronavirus crisis, I I did a video and I said, brands and businesses, you have to adjust, if not pause. Your, your marketing messages, and at the time you know it was very early on none of them were and so the ads were really just out of place you know uh, tone deaf and and no no real fault of, of companies they couldn 't react that quickly and i 've been doing videos you know throughout the last couple of months specifically addressing how brands and advertisers and marketers and businesses are dealing with the coronavirus and and now <laughs> they've all pivoted and changed their messaging and, and, and ironically, a lot of them sound the same because it's really hard to, to stand out and do it well. But I applaud them for at least adjusting their messages and, and it's not same old, same old. It's not business as, as usual. It's business as unusual. Um, all that said, I want to ask you, I, I have my feelings, but this is me interviewing you, Elizabeth, I want to hear from you. What brands and businesses do you think have done a good or or bad job during this pandemic? Have you seen any ads that stand out to you?
1: Yes. Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, there have been a few that have really stuck out to me. So Hyundai, which is very random, they have an ad that is. It appears to be a collection of videos that people have taken of wild animals walking on kind of roaming streets that are empty. So you have a peacock running down the road. You have a kangaroo, you have dolphins, you have monkeys. Um, and it's to promote, uh, what I believe must be an electric vehicle that they have. It's their echo vehicle. Um, and the message behind it is let's create more of this when we come out of this, let's create more of, of this space. And I, I really connected with that. Um, it was clear that it wasn't done on a fancy camera. It was probably a compilation of cell phone videos, maybe some nicer cameras, but probably not. Um, I didn't expect it to be a commercial or an ad for a car, but it, it was. Um, and they didn't even show the car. It just I thought about it later and I thought, I just saw a peacock walking down the street. That's really cool. Um, so for me, I think that the companies that have done things that feel really heartfelt and really sincere and authentic, there's um, Facebook has a quarantine mom ad. So it's a woman who's speaking. She's you know 100 years old. She talks about how she was born. I'm guessing during maybe it was one of the, the times of the the, the flu in the the teens, the 19 teens. Um, and I really love that message as well. I liked that it was kind of targeted towards board's moms, maybe especially pregnant women or women who are giving birth at this time and are scared. Um, I thought that was, you know, that really, I resonated with. There've been, there's a couple others as well. The, the Ohio, so I'm from Cleveland, I'll just say, so I'm a little biased, but the Ohio department of health or maybe the public health board, they did an ad that was Um, it was about social distancing and it was with ping pong balls and mousetraps. And they showed, they initially had a bunch of mousetraps with ping pong balls and they had them close together and they showed how if you set off one, they all went off, but then they separated them and they dropped a ping pong ball and none of them went off.
0: That's brilliant.
1: That was very effective. It was very interesting. Um, Those are, those are some of the ones that have really stood out to me.
0: That that is great. So I'm going to hang, um, focus on the, the Hyundai, ad you, you mentioned, um, number one, I think it, so I, I'm not familiar with it, but, but, but the way you described it, I I totally get it. And I think it's a perfect example. Number one, how to, to pivot. Cause you said something like, it's not really marketing, but, but it is, it's branding and it's, it's, it's relating to the time. So it's relevant in the fact that it is not necessarily professional in terms of the photography, the the visual content you mentioned, it looks like it's on a smartphone you know the clips that have been taken maybe it's user generated content meaning you know people they they took people's clips and and and, and stitched them together made this ad it's authentic it's genuine it's extemporaneous it's timely it's relevant that's how you advertise during the pandemic and that's how i believe i was saying this before the pandemic and i'm definitely going to reinforce this message message going forward that's how you should always be advertising. Why be aggressive and 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 annoying, if you will, and and salesy? Just be real, and people, I think, relate more to those messages. And and tell stories of, of like you're telling with me, uh, others uh, about those messages because you you like those messages. They stuck. They stick in your mind, and, and that's how you do it. So, so great example on the Hyundai uh, spot.
1: Thank you. No, I, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that's, um, that's really what resonates. There was another one too, as you were talking, I was thinking of L'Oreal did an ad where it's a hair color ad and their spokesperson who's Eva Longoria has a bottle of their hair color. She has visible gray roots and she colored her hair clearly using her cell phone in her (laughs) home. And it, it was a it was kind of a perfect example of this is something that all of us are dealing with in some way even if we don't have someone who's sick or I, I personally do have had people close to me who've been hospitalized but with covid um, mm. but even if we don't, we can all relate to kind of feeling you know we are in our homes we aren't able to do our normal routine we do want to feel that connection we do want to feel that authenticity um, and i I would say even i mean I could certainly relate to the l'oreal ad and the Hyundai ad really spoke to me deeply. I, I really loved that.
0: Those people you refer to, I hope they're okay. Elizabeth?
1: They are okay. Thank you. Yeah. They are okay. They're out of the hospital. Okay. Neither of them had to be on a ventilator, which is a mm. blessing so that Jeez. they are home. They're recovering. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, uh, my boyfriend's brother and then his father. So mm. it's, you know, wow. he's, we're luckily all, all safe and healthy now, yeah. but it's, you know, scary.
0: It's very scary. And, and, you know, my, my wife and I had taken this very seriously and, and and we wearing masks when we are outside and can't can't social distance and it's pretty much all the time we we have them with us. I'm a runner. I'm out there every day running and I, I wear a um, gaiter. I think you call it, but mm-hmm. you can pull it up or down pretty quickly. And 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 sometimes I wear the actual mask, but but always a face covering either on me ready to go or or on me. Um, but we've been disappointed, frankly not that i plan to go go there in terms of this topic but we've been disappointed and and not everybody taking it so seriously and we say to each other you know it's when people are affected by it personally they they take it seriously and you know if you go into the city which which we have done a few times and and drive around everyone's wearing a mask because in boston everyone's been affected but if you're out here in the burbs and and um, Tell you, you know, my home's in, in Sudbury. My home office is here in Sudbury. People aren't as worried about it because it's not as prevalent. We all need to take this seriously. I am going to talk briefly about an ad uh, or or campaign I've seen. I've been watching how Governor Cuomo from, from New York has has been handling this and, and remarkable leadership and, and ridiculously awesome leadership, if you ask me, just my opinion, um, and how he's been trying to get his residents you know new york state residents to wear masks and they now have this contest Uh, it they asked people to do a video about why people should wear masks and and the five finalists were posted just the other night and and i don't think they've picked a winner yet but i applaud governor Cuomo in new york state for doing this campaign to engage the audience engage those who follow him those who, who live in the state in in a positive way, create a video, why you should, why everybody should wear a mask. And we're gonna award somebody the winner with with something. I, I don't know what the prize is and, but it, it gets people engaged. It gets people to think. And I think people, when they see how it is hitting others close to home, they, they might be more inclined to, to wear a mask. Just finish up the one I like best of the five ads, I can, five finalists, One was, don't be that guy. And they show a a big, strong, strapping guy with a T-shirt that says that guy in letters. And he's at the the train station. And he's the only one not wearing a mask. And everybody's walking around looking at him and standing really far away from him. So I thought it was very effective. Don't be that guy who's not wearing a mask. So just wanted to throw that out there as an example of a campaign I like, but it also obviously ties into some of my personal points of view uh, about, you know, this this coronavirus. More people need to take it seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I haven't seen the campaign that you're talking about or the contest that Cuomo, uh, Cuomo created, but yeah. I'll definitely check it out after this. I would love to see those.
0: Yeah, so um, let me shift gears a tad In general, are there any people, any companies, any blogs, you name it, resources that inspire you, that motivate you, that that are your go-tos that you would share with anyone listening, watching?
1: Yeah. So I would say from a marketing standpoint, um, I so I like Michael Brenner's content. I think that he, I follow him on LinkedIn. I've used some of the tools that he's created. I think he's, so he's a content marketer. He has, you know, decades of experience. Um, I like what he creates. I think even though he's been doing this for a long time, he makes it really tangible and understandable, uh, for someone who doesn't have his experience and, you know, kind of his depth and breadth of experience. So I have found his tools to be really helpful Um, I've listened to him, his talks before. I think they're great. Um, I would say I have been following more kind of small businesses and, you know, businesses that I would, and companies that I would already follow. So I tend to follow a lot of, I'd say probably women who own small businesses. And that's kind of been people that I've been watching and kind of seeing what they're doing, what they're creating, what they're doing during this time. And that's been what I've been inspired by. So, um, Sadie Kurzban is one, she owns a company called 305 Fitness, which is, uh, kind of like a dance workout. She has studios all over the country. And then, um,
0: what is her, been name?
1: her name is Sadie Kurzban. So, uh, last name K-U-R-Z-B-A-N. So she's not a marketer. She's, she's really kind of a, a fitness leader, if you will. And, a, and mm-hmm. I would also call her a, a women's leader, but, um, more than that i think she's, she's very good at bringing people together and she's very authentic i've seen her speak in person um we are i would consider us you know certainly acquaintances if not friends um we've met on multiple occasions you know we stay in touch on social media i'm i am a client so i'm a member of her of her fitness studios um but i think she she's a real advocate for the people who work for her she's a real advocate for her community she is a voice i think which i really appreciate and i i Think of as as marketers, that's something that we have. Like we have, we're able to create and um, promote different voices. And she does that naturally. She would. I don't think she would ever consider herself a marketer. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. But she, she has that ability, which I really admire. Do
0: do do you know her website, her URL, or how can people look look her up? Just
1: Yeah. I follow her on Instagram. She's, if you search 305 fitness and so you can either look at the 305 fitness website, which is just 305fitness.com. They, it's very colorful. It's bright. It's fun. It's very much a come as you are. Um, I think she's done things a little differently in fitness because typically I think the view of, of what we've seen as kind of the fitness leader tends to be, um, a very thin, fair skinned person. And she herself is a, a thin, fair-skinned person, but that's not necessarily her audience. Her audience really does is very broad. Um, she has wonderful instructors. She has a wonderful, you know, the people in her classes are people of all sizes and all all backgrounds. It's not just a bunch of the same kind of mm-hmm. physical type of person that you would see. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I think she has just really, and she's continuing to create um, a space for this. I, I could see her just in the world being, a leader beyond fitness but really being a voice for for communities you
0: you need to when we are finished with this conversation and i put it out there on social media you need to tell her you talked all about her (laughs) i will i will this podcast (laughs) yes yes and and, and seriously i want you to give her a plug i want viewers and and listeners to to look her up um three what was the on instagram three,
1: it's 305 so she's from miami she she's based in new york but she's from miami so she it's kind of an homage to the miami area code so it's 305fitness.com
0: 305fitness.com look her up and and that's uh high praise from from elizabeth shawl yes elizabeth so a few more questions and then and we can maybe wind, wind things down um you mentioned Michael Brenner, and I think it's Marketing Insiders, I believe, is the name of his Yeah, blog. I think so, too. And and I know we at AMA Boston, not myself personally, but, but we, um, generally um, speaking, had interviewed him for our, the uh, Talking Marketing Podcast, AMA Boston's podcast. And, yeah, he's an amazing guy. I, I read and share his content an awful lot. I'm gonna throw you a, a, pers- a couple more specific about you questions. What are your goals? Uh, in you know, to me, you are a thought leader, you are confident, you are articulate, you got a strong background. But unlike me, you're, you're, you're early in your career, I'm, I'm towards the uh, last, I don't know, quarter of my career, last third of my career, you're probably in the first quarter, first third of your career just guessing approximately. Um, What about the rest of your career? Where, what is the trajectory for Elizabeth Shaw? Uh,
1: That's a great question. So I, I would say my, my long-term goal is I want to be in a leadership role at an organization that supports women. So when I was a little younger, even in high school, I thought that would be like leading Planned Parenthood. That's what I pictured for myself. Um, I wow. have.
0: You I've have sensed... lofty ambitions, and
1: I absolutely
0: <laughs> sense you. that you are going to be at the top of the corporate ladder wherever you want to be. Thank
1: you. Thank you. So I would say that's um, absolutely still a goal. I would say I have expanded the the realm of organizations or possibilities of what I I see myself leading to be frank I could also see myself leading uh an organization or a cause that maybe doesn't quite exist yet it's really hard to know what the world will look like after these times so I'm I'm very cognizant of that um the other piece of this is that I so I love skincare I when I was 12 years old I love also love makeup when I was 12 I actually won a contest for urban decay cosmetics where I created several cosmetic colors for them, several lipstick colors. Um, this was, you know, this was a complete fluke. I mixed up some nail polish in my bedroom and wrote some names that I made up and mailed them in and <laughs> I won. Um, I, so I really love skincare as well. I do make some of my own skincare. Uh, before all this, I was looking at night school programs for aesthetics, not to become an aesthetician, but just cause I, I love it. Um, I could absolutely see myself in a skincare company, leading a skincare company, having my own line. I don't know what that will look like, but that's it's absolutely a passion of mine that I I really love. Um and, and I would say no matter what I'm doing, I I really want to be in a space where I'm empowering other people, where I am um enabling others, where I'm investing in others, and then I'm I'm an example. So that's that's something that's very important to me is that I want to be a model and an example for others and kind of um pave the way for their own leadership. So maybe I'm not necessarily going to do the thing that they will create, but with me being me and me being the leader that I am, I will empower them to be able to step into creating what they are supposed to do here, what their purpose is.
0: Wow. You I mean, you I said you're a thought leader. That that was that was the the words of a leader and were you know, words to the wise from Elizabeth Shaw. I mean, what you know we need i think and, and not just in business but in this country in this world more positive leadership leaders who, who lead by example and to me that's your aspiration elizabeth and you're already doing it now
1: thank you thank you
0: not even a question and i <laughs> hope this this you know 40 or 45 minutes i don't know how long we've talked i'm not timing it to be honest with you uh, i hope it's a platform at least one of uh you deserve many platforms to to get the word out about, you know, what you know, what you believe in and and where you're heading. Because if I were others, um, because you already got me as a fan, if I were others, I would get right behind you and follow you, um, follow your lead and support you and your goals. I'm very, very impressed. Yeah.
1: Thank you very much, Bob. I appreciate that.
0: You, you got it. Not even a question. Is there anything else you want to say before we wind down? I think I've personally exhausted uh, what, what I might want to say, but, but feel free. Open-ended um, question.
1: Yeah. I, what I would say is that something that I've learned about myself in all of this is um, we all have that voice that tells us that we can't or that the idea that we have is stupid or that you know, even as marketers, we're constantly testing. We have no idea what's going to work with people. I mean, we we test and we test again, and then we keep doing more of what works. And then sometimes it continues working, and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but I would say as marketers, and just even in our lives, if even when you have the voice that tells you, no, that's a silly idea, or don't do that, or don't speak up, or whatever it is, ignore it. You know, hear the voice, and then say, thank you, I hear you, and I'm going to do it anyway, because even though I may feel scared or I may feel it's silly, something tells me that I should. Um, I think that, that people just kind of ignoring that, that inner voice, which is really the voice of maybe a teacher when we were seven, you know, it's not an adult voice. If we actually just ignore that and do the thing that we know that, that really needs to be done, I think we'll be amazed at our own abilities and kind of amazed at what we can, what we can contribute to in the world
0: i couldn't agree more with you and and you know it's taken me many years to to learn what you just said meaning, meaning i feel the same way i i think we people in general uh, certainly uh in the workplace i think it's even uh magnified uh and then some we tend to question ourselves because we may have been criticized in the past or because we have a boss or a teacher and and these people are the gatekeepers and they're often saying no or asking us why we would want to do something so crazy but often it's those things that at first seem crazy that are going to be the exponential gains and, and huge wins i think you know if, if you don't i I'm, I'm telling you now for the first time but I, I that i'm writing this book i think i mentioned it earlier on in our conversation and my working title is 20 jobs 20 lessons and going back over all the jobs i've had and it's it's more than 20 if I count all the jobs I had in college and, and part-time jobs. And, and I feel, and I feel this strongly that I have done some of the very best work, not even a question, when I didn't have someone looking over my shoulder, when I had autonomy, when I had freedom, when, when I was able to do, again, what I do best without someone telling me, no, do it this way or change this, change that. And that takes number one, for me, it was guts and maybe foolishness at some point in points in time to just go out there and do it on my own. But if I didn't do it on my own, meaning I had my own business for seven years in the nineties and now I've been on my own for the last three years, I would never know that feeling, that satisfaction, that fulfillment of doing it myself and realizing, Hey, I can do this on my own. I don't need someone telling me how to do it. Now, if only bosses and managers and anybody overseeing others, you know, anyone in a leadership position would realize that their people, the people who are looking up to them for the guidance, really sometimes just want them to step out of the way, you know, lead follow, follower, get out of the way. Well, get out of the way leaders. And you may find your people do some of their very, very best work. And that's on your behalf. It's a win-win. So, what you just said, I guess I'm just echoing it and, and saying it in a different way. We're on the same page, Elizabeth.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and I hear that, and I think I think you're absolutely right. It's it is um, leaders as much as they're teachers. They're also really there to let to provide help where it's needed, and then to kind of support when it's needed as well. I, um, you know, I think you're absolutely right.
0: We are on the same page, and 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 that's why you we we stayed in touch for almost a year having only met that, that once at the <laughs> AMA Boston Marketing Mingle. Folks, this has been Elizabeth Shaw, my, my guest, a hand for Elizabeth. Yes. Thank
1: you. Thank you. you. <laughs> you've been
0: awesome. Let me ask you how people can reach you if, and, and what you can do for them or what they can do for you. Your, your open-ended question, how, how, what, do you want, what information do you want to get, leave people with?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, people can find me on LinkedIn. So uh, Elizabeth Shawl. So it's S-C-H-A-U-L, and I think you'll you'll see it in the description as well. Um, you can also reach out to me, just my first name, last name at gmail.com. So that's Elizabeth shawl at gmail.com. And uh, you can reach out to me for marketing. So as I said, I have uh, a deep background in social media and email. Um, also have brought I have worked in a start startup environments as well. So definitely uh, fortune. Fortune 100, all the way down to startup, um, and and even if it's not about marketing, if you just want to reach out and have a conversation, I, I always love to connect.
0: Folks, connect with Elizabeth Shaw. She is ridiculously awesome, and you've been a ridiculously awesome guest today, Elizabeth. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I've learned so much about you, and I I you know just think the world of you. I mean, you you are a already a, a leader. But I can see the sky's a limit for you. Is, there's no no thank limit. You. No. Thank you.
1: Thank you
0: very much. It's yes. it's been a
1: pleasure. I'm thank you for having me and for, for providing me the opportunity to be with you today. And I've really enjoyed our conversation.
0: My pleasure, Elizabeth. So so folks, you've been listening to to myself, Bob Cargill, and my guest today, Elizabeth Shaw. This is Bob Cargill's marketing show. And this will be available on video. I've recorded it via Zoom and also on my uh, podcast, the audio version, I put it up on Podbean, and you can find it on on Spotify and and wherever wherever you listen to your to your favorite podcast. And I hope my my podcast is is one of your favorites. I now have over a hundred episodes. I think this might be episode one oh two, Elizabeth. So yeah, but who's counting? But, but <laughs> thank you, Elizabeth. Thank
1: you. Thanks very much.
0: Thank you to my viewers and listeners, and I will see you, talk to you again soon.